Welcome. Welcome, uh, everybody, to the RK Holiday Gamescast, where we talk about the infinite Halo, an infinite amount of games that there are to play. And I believe this is episode number 23, which is also the number of Michael Jordan. And that's significant. And not LeBron James. Like, let's look. All right, I didn't want to get into it, but I guess we'll get into it. LeBron versus Michael. Who's the GOAT? You know, we all got our theories. We all say Michael was in a different game. He played in a different era. It's not the same. You can't compare it. Maybe not. I haven't seen Space Jam 2. I've only seen Space Jam 1. So I can't use that as a metric. But based on what I've seen, it ain't looking good for LeBron. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know what? Maybe ah, No, we're not going to dig into that. But, but we live in a toxic online world. All right. And if you're not pulling over and giving me a standing ovation for this and giving me an amen, then you're part of the problem. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're not a part of the problem. But, you know, when Space Jam 1 came out, there was no social media like outcry. I feel like no matter what comes out, whether it's good or bad now, the thing is, is things were always good and bad. And I can look back and say, well, things were mostly good. And like, yeah, maybe they were to me, but I was also like 10. So anything that's not Tom Brokaw is good or the news. So it's not a fair assessment, but we live in a world now where like everyone's the first to get out online, you know, because of exposure and the beast of online and attention and, um, clicks and likes and shares and you know it's a business now but like everyone's first one to get out there to put out some sensational probably ai written headline honestly um but but headline to say this sucked and then you read the article and they're like this was the greatest thing ever and the article and the headline don't even matter and then somebody tweets like oh lebron sucks and somebody's like whatever lebron's great you're a loser ah we're all tired of that, right? Like, can we can we go back to the '90s where there was no internet? <laughs> I mean, there was no there was no social media. I think maybe that was the beginning of the end, um, the social media thing. Because you know, Space Jam comes back out in the day. Michael Jordan's out in the day, and he's doing great, and like nobody cares because like they just see him play basketball, and he's good and passionate about it. Whereas in LeBron's time, it's like, oh, LeBron, you can play basketball. That's cool. What are your political views? Like, ugh. Ugh. Disgusting. A, it's none of our business. B, why do we care? Like, why do we care what everyone thinks? Why does everyone have to be a pundit now? It's like you just, if you just want to like call your grandmother, you got to have your talking points ready. It's not healthy. But that's neither here nor there. We're not here to talk about that. 
Wow, this is, I think it's the first time I've talked about stuff like this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I guess I'm kind of letting loose. We're here to talk about something else. We're, talk, we're here to talk about 9-11. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> um, no, uh, 9-11. We, we probably will make mention of 9-11. Um, but, you know, we'll stay classy about it as, as much as possible. We're talking about Halo Combat Evolved. And if I have to go back in my timeline and in my life and um, the world as it was and when this game came out and whether you experienced it as it came out or if you've experienced it since it's come out in the Halo Master Chief Collection or if you have um, never experienced it, that's fine too. That's why we're here and that's how we chat. So let me let me paint a picture for everyone um, about this game because the context is everything. Um, Halo Combat Evolved came out at a time um, in the video game world where your first-person shooters that were wildly popular was gold was honestly to me top tier Golden Eye. And I'm not going to Google this, but I want to say maybe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe um, Quake was a thing. Um, Doom was definitely a thing, but Doom to me was like such a different, it was such a different thing. I remember playing Doom, like my dad's work laptop growing up. It wasn't, it wasn't the same. Um, And even GoldenEye, you know, you had the one, the one joystick aiming you did not have two joysticks for aiming um or anything like that you may have had that on pc like i said with quake like i'm not going to sit here and say halo was the first first person shooter like it was because it it probably wasn't but maybe it was and maybe i'm not getting enough credit but a lot of times this stuff comes with popularity right so you have to take that into context so like you might say, oh, well, a band that came out in 2001 had this hit song and there is like my favorite thing. And because it was like this new thing, there could have been a band that you never heard of, you know, on the West Coast or something or East Coast or whatever coast you're not from that had a very similar sound and song. You just didn't hear it and they weren't the popular ones. And, you know, somebody can always step up and say, well, actually, this was the people that really did it for it. I mean, like, yeah. OK, but we're going to put that aside. And we're going to just pretend like Halo started it all <laughs> in the first person shooter world. And um, I think some people would agree with that. Some people would, would contend with it when that's totally fine. But painting the picture before this, you had GoldenEye, Nintendo 64 for a first person shooter. And I remember playing that game. I remember this is how you know you're a loser. I remember, and we'll talk about GoldenEye, I'm sure at some point, but this is how you know you're a loser. You go to a party. I remember going to a party when I was probably like, it's probably too young to be there. Maybe I was in seventh, eighth grade. And I go to a party and there's like, and there's girls. Okay. Girls are there. People are smoking. People are drinking. Like, there's no way we should have been doing this. Okay. We're like a bunch of like seventh and eighth graders. I don't even know why this, like we were allowed to do that. I, I don't remember all the details. Whatever happened, I got into this place and I remember smoking a cigarette and I was like, whoa, what am I doing? This is crazy. And then I remember there being like girls there and they were being girls. 
And there's no reason for me not to be super attentive to that, I guess we'll say like, like they weren't like, no one did anything like exceptionally wrong, but there were events that took place that like as, as a boy who is into girls, you probably want, would want to pay attention to that. Well, not me, even though I was interested in that. Um, no, my, there was a dude that had golden eye. Like one of the kids had golden eye. So I'm sitting there playing golden eye. Like, Anybody want to play golden eye? <laughs> Let's play golden eye. Why would we drink and smoke and hang out with chicks when we could play GoldenEye? What are we doing? <laughs> Someone grab a controller. Slaps only. I got the golden gun. Big head mode. Big head mode. Um, anyway, I don't remember having GoldenEye at that point, and I, I don't have a memory of that for whatever reason. Um, but but speaking of GoldenEye, so that was a very popular shooter at the time, and a lot of people played that game. And I don't remember that. I don't think on Nintendo 64 you could play more than like four players. There might have been an extension device that let you play like six, but I don't think you could hook up in 64s together. Maybe you could, but if you could, nobody was. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. That was not something that was like happening. Um, but I remember 2001, um, I was a junior in high school and this thing called an Xbox had come out. And honestly, I didn't even know, I didn't even know an X, what an Xbox was. I didn't, I didn't care that Microsoft spent on a console. I think I had a PlayStation one. I had a buddy who had a Dreamcast. He was an exceptionally wealthy buddy compared to myself, which is why, um, I even played Halo in the first place. And I remember he had gotten an Xbox and I was like, what is an Xbox? It's like this big thing. Look like a, I don't know, like a refrigerator or something. They look like a weird device. Um, and it had these big old fat controllers. And, you know, you, you look at it now and it's kind of off-putting, but, like, at the time it wasn't as off-putting because, like, the Dreamcast controllers and PlayStation controllers were not, you know, they they were they were, they were own weird things. And so 64 controller was its own weird, you know, boomerang with a middle in it <laughs> or whatever. What am I trying to say? Um, but, but I remember playing it and it was captivating in so many ways. Um, and a lot of people love halo because of the sci-fi element. They love it because of like the alien, like the movie alien and aliens, like aesthetic, there's a bit of a homage there or, or hard rip off, however you want to say it, um, to that style. And, and the sci-fi and the style of Halo is, is classic in its own way. And it is, it is intriguing. Um, there's so many, there's so many things in Halo that were amazing. And, and that, I think that's the point that I want you to walk away from with this all. Like if I said, Hey man, like somebody asked me, why was Halo great? Like, why, what was the big deal out of Halo? And I could, if I could one sentence it, which is impossible to do, but I'm going to try, I'd be like, it was, mm, it was, I don't know, you, you hear the term, it's the sum of its parts. And that is correct. But Halo hit you with things that were new 
at every stage of the game. And I really think that's what set it apart. That's what set it apart for me. Now, again, some people might have had PCs playing first-person shooters or doing Quake or something that I didn't have access to, and they play Halo. like, this is stupid, like, whatever. I didn't have that. The only other shooter that I'd played was GoldenEye. So I'm going to paint the picture for you of, like, the experience of Halo and why it was so um, influential as it was. And you probably already know this if you played Halo. (laughs) Or were around at the time twenty years ago when this when this game came out. Um, two thousand one, you have a, a console that comes out and immediately it has like it has four port. I want to say it had four ports on the front. Like you could put all your controllers in and play. And you say, okay, Halo. Like what's what's special about it? Well, let's go down the list. Like first of all, you have a campaign that is very fun. Very fun. It's compelling. The story immediately is compelling. You wake up, you're a super soldier. That may feel played out now, 20 years later. It was not that played out then. It wasn't really played at all. Like, you know, you had some movies where people got thought out with like Sylvester Stallone and maybe Jean-Claude Van Damme, but like it wasn't, this was not like something that was, was copied a thousand times over in my mind. Um, you had a fantastic campaign. You had a fantastic filling shooter. The guns, the recoil, the explosions, the grenades, fantastic. The game felt great. Kind of feels slow now in this day and age. We have shooters that are much more fast-paced, and you might play one game and come back to this, and it would be very slow. That's okay. But it has a well-rounded feeling. Like Once you're into it, you get it, you feel it, and you can get into that loop. Um, the AI and the enemies. Okay. Some of the smartest AI that, that still is still, it's fantastic that it exists as it is like, like even, even now there's AI in games that struggle to do what the AI did in, in Halo and Halo games. This is the first time I ever played a game where I'll give you an example where like you're, you're, you know, first of all, yeah, it was kind of scary, but also funny. But um, they would kind of maneuver around you and uh, kind of react to what you're doing accurately uh, in a way it felt like real and like that there's consequences. But also, this first time I ever played a game where I saw two enemy factions fighting each other and killing each other on their own. And it wasn't just like me shooting the enemy. And that was mind-blowing, guys. Like to to come into a story or a level where your enemies are fighting other enemies and you felt like a part of something bigger. And that was never captured like that that had never been captured in in a, in a way like this before. We're like, "Oh, this is a living breathing conflict and this is a story that I can pay attention to and there are like there are actions to this." I get to see this play out and oh, I can influence it. Like you can see a cutscene, like people fighting against another faction. Cool. No, like if I go take out this grunt, that's one less grunt that this flood or whoever was fighting, like has, has to fight with. And I can just sit back and watch them fight too. Like I, I don't have to interact at all. And that's just a, it's just an interesting concept. 
that in my, I don't think had ever been done before. The other thing is, is in 2001, the internet was around, but it wasn't like we didn't have Xbox Live yet. That didn't come out until Halo 2. Um, and this, the, the big thing with playing this game, I remember my friend saying, oh yeah, me and my dad played through this campaign. I was like, wait, you can play with other people in the campaign? He's like, yeah, like four people can play. I'm like, four people can play this together? You don't have to buy like, like what? You can play the camp. It's not multiplayer. It's not shoot each other. And he's like, no, yeah, you can do that too. You can do like four people against each other. But I'm talking about the story. You can play like four people and like it feels good. It's like, what? No way. So that was huge. Because again, at the time you didn't have any like, internet, like, or, or I should say you had internet, but you didn't have you didn't have like oh I can just queue up. It was a dream. I just want to say this: it was a dream of all of us kids that grow video games to be like one day I just want to be able to turn on a game and play with people across the world. Like I always want to have somebody to play with. Like one day I dream of that. Like my brother's tired; he doesn't want to play Mortal Kombat anymore. I want to keep playing. I want to keep playing Madden '94. But I can't. It's not the same without a real user. Like, I wish I could just log on and like have people to play with, or just have people play with anytime I wanted. That was a dream that most of us had. Xbox Live brought that into fruition. Xbox made that happen in a real way for multiple people and changed the gaming world forever. But but basically, with Halo, um, having that ability to play this campaign that was pretty fantastic and large like large open levels like you can kind of go this way and that way like you could attack things differently and vehicles like man i've never played a game with like vehicles like this before you can get into a tank or a warthog and my buddy can get on the back and shoot a machine gun and like what like there was so much like 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 normal games come out with like one thing that's unique and they're talked about for years on end. This game came out with like 10 things that were unique. And so you might look at Halo games now and like, what's the big deal? And maybe you've forgotten or never knew, but like that's, there were so many big things. Um, So I remember, you know, playing this game in that way. And I remember uh, this was a time period where, you know, 9-11 did happen, um, and the Xbox came out in November. And for whatever reason in my brain, that timeline, it doesn't happen that way because things didn't happen that way. And it's hard to explain, again, if you grew up with the Internet and always had the Internet and stuff, but, like, I should say widespread Internet or social media maybe. But we didn't react, like, we didn't track big events like we did, or maybe adults did. And I just wasn't cause I was, you know, in high school. But, um, I guess in my memory, I don't, I didn't put together like, Oh, we had nine 11. It was a big year with nine 11. Then we had the Xbox and we had this like now as, as I'm older and you know about every single thing that's happening in the world at all times, you're like, Oh yeah, this is when this happened. And then this happened and that happened. And everybody knows it cause everybody's fighting about it online. And this person's mad. And now my mom won't talk to me or like whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, the world's weird now, but, but, um, but back then things just kind of happened and, um, you experience things in a more natural way. You 
didn't log on to play Halo on release night, and then there was automatically a YouTube video telling you where all the skulls were and a gameplay review and a walkthrough and 20 million reviews and like all of that. And none of that's a problem. That's cool that we have that. It's cool that I can go into a game day one and like know what's going on if I want to. But there was an organic mystery to most things back then. Like your friends had to tell you like the guy didn't have a great way to go see the reviews of Xbox. I found it because a friend had it and then we played. And then I remember in 2002 and three, when I got a little bit older, one of my other buddies had an Xbox and we played Halo and we played, like we, we get home from school and we play Halo like every day. Like we play Halo and we'd either play me, him and his brother like against each other on some of the maps or we would play the campaign like on legendary, um, and practice. And you're like, practice, why practice? We'll get to that. Um, and I remember we'd, we'd like, and we were nerds, okay? Full-out nerds. You know that about me at this point. If you don't, then you've not been listening. But um, we would, like, watch The Fellowship of the Ring on repeat, like, on his computer with, like, these old computer speakers and then, like, play Halo at the same time in, like, his family room. And uh, it, it, was, it was just, like, fond memories. You know what I mean? Um, because, that, you know, not all of the Lord of the Rings movies have come out yet. Fellowship of the Ring was there. He was in the fan club. And, yeah, I mean, you know. It was a good time. Um, but, but then something else was magical about Halo 1. Halo 1 was out for a while before Halo 2 came out as well. Halo 2 came out, I want to say, in 2004. Either late 2003 or early two, or 2004. Someone would have to cite me there, but whatever it was, it was the first year of college, maybe the second year of college for me. But Halo 1, what's the big deal? What do you got to practice? What are you practicing? Because here's the thing, kids. Church groups everywhere (laughs) in my part of the world. I'm sure other places weren't church groups, but you could take your Xbox, okay? You could hook an Ethernet cable into the back of it, Put that into a router with other ports. Have your other buddy put his Xbox into the router. And you could play up to 16 people in Halo. If you had four TVs and four Xboxes and a router, you didn't have to have the internet. You just all plug them in and you're in the land and you can hop into the game and you can all play. And each team, like each TV could be their own team or it could be like a free for all. Like the, you had a, a really great selection of maps and game modes, capture the flag team deathmatch. You could adjust it to, and you can do this in a lot of games now, but if you don't have a community to do this with, it's not the same. It doesn't matter. Now there's like a million games. It's like, I'm tired of this game. I go to that game. I'm going to play with these dudes. I'm going to play with that dude. It was an event to play Halo one. It's like, we're going, on Friday night, we're going to stay in this room all night and we're going to play this because, hey, guess what? This is the this is the only game we can do this. This is the only game we can do this with. Yeah, I mean, maybe I could compare it to Fortnite or something or Minecraft. I don't know. I don't even know what to compare it to. 
where it's like, okay, this is the, like I'm playing Fortnite with my friends because this is the only game that I can play like with my friends. I, I don't know. It's, I don't even know if that's a good comparison. It's probably not. But you gotta understand, like, we have to, you have to drive to town. You gotta bring your T, you gotta honk, haul your big honking square cubed TV. You know, flat screens weren't around yet. You got to bring your big honking Xbox. Somebody's got to bring the router and their Ethernet cables and pray that the router works. Pray that, like, you don't, like, nothing messes up because, like, when the stores close, they're closed. There's no Amazon. You're not, you're not going to next day it. You can't prime now. Like you're going to, you're going to drive an hour to a Walmart if they have a router. Like you don't even know things were different. How many times have I said that in this episode? Too many times. And I apologize. But, um, but it was such a movement in gaming because gaming always brought people together in competitive and co-op ways. Um, there was always games out there that did that. But then it scaled, and suddenly, overnight, everyone was a gamer. And and I mean that, like, in a way that, that is compelling. Like, you gotta understand, before Halo and Xbox LAN parties... Um, you, you had people that gamed and played games and then you had people that were like into hunting or sports or, and, and this is my part of the world, you know, or skateboarding or whatever. Not everyone had like a video game and if they did, they may have toyed with it, played with it, but like, it wasn't like we gotta, we gotta physically go do this. Like I'm so into this. This is such a fantastic moment. Um, but like when you got, your halo stuff together suddenly the jocks the nerds the skateboarders the punks in my experience we're all gamers and we were and we were so nice to each other and i want to say that that i feel like that needs to be said did we trash talk a hundred percent we trash talked but there was a togetherness in it that like you said it to someone's face and it took, it had weight and not once did anyone really get mad or really fight my memory. Like if something happened, you know what? Cause it's a game and we're really there and we're just smack talking. There was none of this thing that happens online now. And boy, that's not like a grandpa and I apologize, but where like I call you something very offensive and terrible or you see call me something offensive and terrible because it's like you're trying to get the deepest cut to get through the internet to get me same thing with social media like you're trying to get me to get a response with the with the knowledge that you literally can't be touched so you want it to be lasting because you can't be touched and I want you to realize that's not for these people that, that do this or have this online attitude. When I say they can't be touched, I mean that in a way that is not like they're cowards and want to fight. Like I mean that in a sad way. I mean it in a way that like a lot of us have lost our, our like a lot of our physical and social experiences. 
Boy, this has gotten so dark and sad. I really apologize. We're almost 30 minutes in. But again, Halo, I'm telling you, Halo is a thing. And and it, it makes me think through this and realize this. And that's, again, the whole point of this is it was the beginning of a turning point. The whole world was changing in 2001, 2002, 2003, and four in such a massive way. And Halo is a great part of that. Um, and, and there will be no Halo game that's going to come out. And I know Halo Infinite's coming out, and I hope it's great. I hope it's the best shooter of all time. I, hope, I only hope for good games. Like, But I hope this brings Xbox back. I hope it's great. I hope it's amazing. I hope it's what everybody wants. But if what you want is playing with your friends and being in a physical place with others. And like, that was what was good about halo. You're not going to get that online. I'm sorry, but it's not going to be that. And so that's another facet of halo one that was was great. It was a short, short, short window of time where we had a large group of people gaming together, but also in a physical and friendly space. And some of my best friends in this life played these games with me and experienced this with me. And some of these people are still in my life today. And some of these people, I could go find them and call them. And like, this is where I made my friends. This was my generation's trenches. Sad, but true. You know, like this is where I made a lot of my friends and I was on sports teams and stuff. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, the, the basketball team, you know, it was great. And, but it, it, but remnants of Halo still live on (laughs) in a way that's much bigger than like my basketball team or track team or football team or whatever. Um, and for some people, maybe those, those things still reside, but this game was so special in that way. So being able to, to queue up and play these games with people and pull on nighters and, and do that. And then as I was kind of saying earlier, this game was out for a while before there was a halo two. Okay. Now, when you think of shooters every year, I think of call of duty. There's a new one every year. I feel like every year is a new freaking, um, battle royale there's shooters on your phone now like there's so much competition and that's that's not a bad thing like it's great that there's like all sorts of games you might like this one you have somebody to try that's it's great um that's that's awesome um but with halo looking back in time it was a game that really breathed as well this is a game where it came out and you didn't know there was going to be a Halo 2. I mean, you probably thought like there's definitely going to be a Halo 2. Like how could there not be? But like not no one I remember was like pining for Halo 2. And I feel like that's the thing with shooters now where it's like you play a shooter and this might be just me that I might play like Warzone or I might play um a Call of Duty game or um Destiny or something like that and like I'm playing it and I'm like yeah but like I wonder what the next one's going to be like you know or like oh like I bet the next one's going to have this or like you think about the next one 
Halo didn't have that. I mean, people thought of the next one. But again, it came about organically and it had so much unique stuff in it. It breathed on its own for a while. And two, for me and my generation or my time period, specifically my age group, and a lot of people may not have experienced this, even a little people a little bit older than me, a little bit younger than me, Halo kind of went into college with me and had some really unique experiences there, which I will now talk about. <laughs> I'll save some memories for like Halo 2 maybe because there were some there as well in college. But in, um, I went to junior college because it was um, – cheaper and I had scholarships there and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And it's like, Hey, you go here, go your basic courses, yada, yada, yada. Then you go to your four year, which is what I did. And it it was great. It wasn't too far from home, lived in a dorm, met some amazing people, still love those people, um, to this day. And, um, I remember we had a land network in the dorm rooms. These dorm rooms were terrible, but it doesn't matter. We, we had a land network and you're like, well, dude, why does that matter? Well, it's like, well, you know, what you would do, you know, we didn't have Wi-Fi. What you would do is if you had a laptop or something, which not everyone did, like this is very much still in the time where like not everyone had an iPad or laptop. Like if you had a laptop, you were like had something um, that was very valuable and not all of the tests and everything were on laptop. Everything was Scantrons and still on paper and taking notes. And it wasn't all digital classes now. Like I feel like a lot of classes could probably be online now, let's be honest. But, um, but you had that. So like if you need to get on the internet, you put, put in your ethernet cable, you log it in, you can get on the internet with your laptop. Well, if you had an Xbox, this was a cool thing. I don't even know how we, I don't even know how we figured this out. Honest to God, if I go back and I think, how did we figure this out? How did we know this would even work? Who told me about this? I don't even know. I don't even know who knew this and told us this or what, I I don't know how that even that knowledge even came to it into our brains that you could get your Xbox and you could plug it, the internet cable into the wall of the dorm. And then now you're on the dorms network. Okay. And you're like, well, okay, who cares? It's like, well now if someone else has an Xbox in a dorm room, they can play as well. And you're like, okay, cool. So, you know, you get in, you cook for a game. No, it wasn't like that. Um, <laughs> and cell phones were just becoming a thing as well. So like, I remember around the same time I started texting. So like you had cell phones, but like you weren't like you were on them, but like, you know, minutes sort of thing, text cost, like it, this same period of time. Like I remember I first started texting like on a Nokia. So it wasn't like you text your boy down the hall, you got everybody's phone number, like we're going to play like that could happen. But like you're, you're almost would like just physically go walk and knock on the door. Are they there or not? Like old school. But um, you plug in your Xbox and what I would do and what we would do is like you would just queue up your people. So you could have four people on a box, right? And it would be four four player split screen. Terrible small TV. Guys, it was terrible. Like you go back and look at it. Like if you're going to play on a four screen TV, uh, it's a terrible experience. Don't do it. Um, but it was amazing to us because like it's what we had. And we didn't know the difference at the time. We were high on the hog, so to speak. But you plug it in, and basically what happens is uh, you would like go into the menu where like your Xbox is plugged into the game, and you set your settings. And then there's three other Xboxes there, but like like there's no queue. 
there's no one else to play with. Like you're not online. Like you're not live. This is like a local network thing. And so I have vivid memories of like me and my roommate would be studying or talking or whatever. And we would have our Xbox queued up to play with other people if they just in case somebody jumped online to play. And it was just like they might have two and we got three or maybe it's just me versus three of them or two of them. Like it, it didn't matter. Like it was just like you just had to get kind of lucky. Um, and there it's just funny. Like they're checking too. They're checking to see if like a game is open, if somebody has started a game. And so you just sit in that menu and I remember like we'd be studying or like I'd be taking a nap on like a little twin bed. And, um, and then you suddenly the TV's making no noise cause you're in this menu and it's just like a static image. Then suddenly you hear boop, 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 boop. Sorry. And you hear Slayer. Yeah, Team Slayer. You're like, oh, dude, somebody's playing. Like, you, you run over to the TV or scurry over to the TV. You don't even know how many people's on the other team. You don't even know what's going on. You're just like, you're just down. You're just down to play. This is like all you want to do. Um, and then, you know, obviously, like, he would try to coordinate, like, hey, who's getting on? Like, let's get on. You got four people in your room. I got four people in my room. Like, whatever. It wasn't until Halo um, 2 that it introduced, like, you could have like two people on one box and one person on one box. Everybody can have their own box and 16 people could happen. It wasn't like that yet. It was like if you had only one person playing on, you could only have four Xboxes connected at once basically. So if you, you couldn't have like eight or 12 or 16, it was like you had, if you want to play 16, it had to be four people on the same box on four different boxes. Like that was your only option. So it was just a different time. And again, through those years before Halo 2 made friends and rivalries, um, it was just amazing. Like people, people in college, there's people in college, you see them like in the cafeteria or classes or on campus. They didn't know my name. They just knew my, like my, my gamer tag, which is Porkins by the way, but that's not important right now. We can talk about that later maybe, but they would just be like, Porkins? Like, they didn't know my name, and I didn't know their name. And it's funny, I'll actually shout out to this, like, me and a, a, a buddy from college, and college was like 15, 20 years ago, uh, especially that college. Um, like, it, we, we don't even know the guy's name. Like, we've thought about, like, who, like, if we could find out his name, we would probably look him up and see how he's doing. But like we played him all the time, played with him. He's kind of our main rival. We were like main rivals with him and his name was lawn man. And that's it. And forever. I'm only going to know this dude as lawn man. So unless he randomly listens to this podcast, he's like, I'm lawn man. I remember Porkins and like figures it out, whatever. But like, dude, I don't know who that guy is, but I remember like hanging out with him and stuff. And I don't know his name. I only knew his lawn man. He means Porkins. It was a weird but amazing cultural thing, Halo 1, Halo Combat Evolved. Um, so you see, it went it went through years of my life and a lot of people's lives, between that 2001, 2004, before Halo 2. And for online gaming, it was really the um, 
it was the first touch of online gaming, like an accessible console online gaming experience. And when Xbox Live came out, I mean, dude, it, it changed. It changed not only the gaming industry; it changed the world. And, and you don't have an Xbox Live without a Halo One being successful. You just don't. Like, I don't think Sony or anyone else would have come out with something as quickly and as good and, and set that standard that Xbox Live still is today, which I don't even think they call it Xbox Live anymore. I think they just call it Gold, maybe. But I just want to be clear, like Sony, and I love Sony, I love PlayStation, their online experience took years to even get up to a serviceable comparison of what Xbox gaming has been Xbox live and Xbox gold. So love or hate Xbox. They've made their mistakes. They've made a lot of garbage games. They've made, you know, not garbage games. They've made a lot of bad games. They made a lot of bad decisions, but, but they, they still hold that. Um, and, and really, really set the stage for even the PC gaming platforms and online play there. So I guess let's hit the high points. Um, this has been a really fun episode and I'm sorry if it's kind of like sad or nostalgic. Um, I know you're not here for that necessarily here for the games, but it is what it is. Games mean things to people. If you're listening to this, I'm sure some games mean a lot to you. And we'll talk about some of these more. Um, I mean, Lord, we got to talk about World of Warcraft at some point. We got to talk about Destiny at some point. We got to talk about um, all sorts of things like that. So, oh boy, we didn't even get into this. Microsoft made this. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I've talked so much. This is a long episode. Um, we're not going to get into to like the when and where and who and um we'll probably get into a lot of that as we talk about other halo games i played this game into completion many and many a times it was a different time back then um it didn't have a lot of competition as far as like this type of game um and i played this i beat this on legendary I, i would just beat this on legendary just to practice to get good for those times whenever people would play competitively um and uh, personally, when I played the game mentally, I mean, I was a teenager going to college, so that was topsy-turvy. So, um, you know, this game, it was again, it was a years, years-long experience. Most games that are more modern now, I'm going to say, like, I played for a few months, maybe a year, but, like, this game just, again, just stuck in a way that, that most other games haven't. What did I hate about the game? I hate that this game... Um, I don't really hate much of anything about Halo 1. I don't know if I can say that I hate anything at all about Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, it, I, I can't. I, I think it's, it's it, for its time and the way that the world worked out and the timeline and technology, it's, it's, it's a darn near perfect game. What do you love about the game? Boy, I've gloated over this a lot. Every point I said I've loved about it, so I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that anymore. What what the one thing though is how it brought people together. It made everyone a gamer. It brought people together on a playing field of even if you were into something else or you were a country dude or a sports dude or a city dude or city girl or weird girl or um you know cheerleader girl like what everybody played this man like everybody um and everyone could sit there and it didn't matter if you were bad or good 
Like we all understood like, yeah, you're not, you're going to walk around not knowing anything. It's just fun to be a part of it. Like get in here. Even if you suck, like it doesn't matter. Like we're having a good time. That's the way it was for us anyway. So I think that's what I love about it. It brought everyone together. Um, true value of this game release. I don't even remember how much it went for. It was probably $50. That's definitely what it was worth. I think it came with the original Xbox. Definitely that true game value of the game. Now halo master collection is on game pass. So you can go spin up this game and play an HD version. You can play multiplayer online versions of this game. It's not going to be the same. Remember, but still very good. Um, I've played a little bit, um, on Xbox live on Xbox, um, series S and it's interesting. You still get in the game. Um, and it still feels great. Um, so, I don't know how much Halo collection is worth now. If you have an Xbox, you get it. If you have the Game Pass, so times are weird. It's going to be hard to value these things, but if it were like 20 or $30, it's absolutely worth it as the collection where you get like the multiple games. Um, but again, it comes with it, so really low barrier um, to be able to enjoy this. So, so that's you know a little bit of history. What a fantastic game. Um, what a fantastic experience and we may not have anything like it again. And if not, it's okay. Cause it was rad, but I hope you have a, a wonderful day. Uh, I hope you enjoyed me gushing a bit. Um, and I hope you have an incredible week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.